they would talk about these things in, 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 in the industry, they'd be like, you're crazy. First, yeah. ABQ where there's no bar, bar is on the table. <laughs> then you're making people naked in yeah. a restaurant. And now you've got a, a bar which has no menu. This is Sebastian Lyol, the founder of Lollipop. Lollipop is the outfit which has launched some of the most daring hospitality concepts in the UK, including a naked restaurant called the Bunyadi, the ABQ cocktail bar, a concept bar where you have to make your own cocktail as though you're making meth in a Breaking Bad style RV, and the Hackney and Chelsea fun houses. A man of big style and big legacy, Seb tells me that he bought the ticket pre-sales model to hospitality, and then by pushing a new style of concept into the UK market, um, and I always say we, we, we almost killed the speakeasy. I started by asking Seb to talk me through Lollipop's core concept. So it started with us designing um, the Breaking Bad inspired bar yeah. called ABQ, where you know you kind of get to make your own cocktails. So you wear hazmat suits, hazmat suit masks, <laughs> and you use molecular mixology to mix up cocktails. Yeah. In in an American motorhome. That was the first one. And then uh, we opened that in Paris. We opened that in New York. Um, then we... Uh, all, all Breaking Bad themes yeah, at this stage. Yeah. All ABQs, yeah. And then and, uh, just after, just next year, we opened um, the Naked Restaurant, which is, you know, world famous. Yeah. Uh, literally, you know, you, it, was a, it was a naturist, experiential restaurant so everything was naked and, you know the experienced cravers do that yeah. but we also had a lot of naturists just travel from right. outside the uk from 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 devon cornwall where most of our naturists live families came together literally really yeah nature's families why why should i go to a naked restaurant and what's the what's the actual appeal for, for you is to experience ultimate liberation like there's no technology you eat with your hands it's all raw food vegan food it's like literally being you know, in, 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 in the jungle. Why, why make it raw? Why not? Well, I don't know. I'm you just... Could, you could cook it on fire, but, you know, that is... That was the whole idea was that... Because the know. chefs... So, I guess, I guess the chefs were naked, were they? No, you no. can't do that. <laughs> no. Is there, like, a carnality to eating raw ingredients that fits with the naked concept yeah i mean it was just all stripped out we didn't even use electricity you know yeah. we didn't even use gas you know just think about you're in the jungle yes you 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 could make fire yeah but we you know you can't you're not allowed to do that in a in a restaurant right so we just stripped it down the music was from an old gramophone of course there was no phones allowed you know so it was just like in in today's world it was just liberating not and we had forty-three thousand people in the waiting list um, yeah. so it was very successful However, we learned that it needs to be much bigger than just a restaurant. It, it needs to be almost like a member's destination or a community center. The thing we learned was that you know, people actually want to stay after having their meal naked um, you know, yeah. at a bar, just where, you know, meet other people. So that was one of the most fascinating things. Um, and then the, the other thing was that everyone just wanted to actually mingle and talk to each other yeah. because the backgrounds were fascinating. We had, you know, politicians and then we had, you know, people who just do, you know, normal day-to-day -day jobs, just sit down. Politicians came to the naked A lot of them. So it seems like as you become more successful in life and you become more rich in life, yeah. um, you want to strip down to the basics and connect to 
you know, your... It, it feels like more of a risk for a politician, right? Uh, when I say a politician, it was more of, you know, the House of Lords kind of politicians. The most, the, the fascinating thing was, the, it was the easiest uh, project I've done where, it, you know, to get stuff. Yeah. There, it was a dream come true for naturist stuff to be yeah. working in a nature's environment. Oh, really? Right, and okay. and so we had this this waiting list of stuff because yeah. we only needed eight. I've interviewed a few people now on the staff crisis, and everybody has their ideas about how to recruit and train staff for retention, including transparent tipping, good personal benefits, hiring early, and training in house. But if you're prepared to let your staff serve your customers in the nude, you can have all the staff you want tomorrow. If that's not right for your vibe, a more practical alternative could be to try out Storkit's mobile ordering and payment product as a means of saving staff time on cover, saving new person hours, and meaning the staff crisis isn't as bad as you thought. And then... Then next year we did the Bletchley in Chelsea, which is... And that's, and that's sort of a return to a themed cocktail bar. This yeah. time World War II theme. Yeah. So we don't call it themes. Okay. Yeah. You so don't that, like that word. No. That, why not? I'll tell you why. Because um, so what we call them is conceptual bars. Yeah. Because we don't start with a theme. We start with a concept. So the Bletchley, I didn't think it was going to be a World War Two bar. Yeah. What I thought was that I don't like paper menus. Yeah. So that's how the concept, the idea started out. Yeah. But younger people potentially don't know enough about cocktails to tell the bartender what we want. Yeah. So we give them a game to play. Right. And that game lets us, helps us decipher their taste profile. So they have to smell things and taste things in that game. The fundamental question we ask in Lollipop is how do we change the user experience within a venue? Yeah. That's it. How do we change the consumer journey, which has been stagnant for the last 150 years, where you come get a menu, you order, you eat, drink, pay, and you leave. Yeah. But in those missions, we have added these things where we understand what you like in terms of cuisine, shape, colors, tastes, and flavors. Yeah. So all of that information then gets transferred to the bartender. So the bartender gets an order, which looks like cinnamon, India, chili, spicy vodka. And now yeah. he has to or she has to make a drink. So what is a fun house? We decided that people want to do, people want to stay after doing their experience. Yeah. They want to eat and drink in the same venue. Yeah. So we, we, we built a, a blueprint in Hackney where we have an experience offering, a food offering, and a normal bar, more of a kind of a party bar, espresso yeah. martini bar offering. So that makes a fun house. So the first one opened in 2018 in a Hackney, Hackney Fun House. The second one opened in 2019, which is in Chelsea, Chelsea Fun House, where Bletchley is and a French restaurant called Jolie is. It feels like you're coming closer and closer to a to a, a kind of um, a playbook, right? Yeah. A, this this is how yeah. I set up a, a fun house, yeah. and on your website it says, and we're going to set up a new fun house every year. Yeah, that's the idea. That's the idea. Minimum so, one. So, <laughs> so what's what is what does the playbook now look like then? Uh, yeah, I mean the playbook is this this year. I think in the next couple of months we'll do a, a fundraise. We actually not funded at all. So oh really? No, not at all. No, because the first bar we opened, I didn't. There's a there's a very interesting story. We might not have time for that, but you know we didn't. It was just an idea. 
Yeah. And so then, I read the story. Yeah. It, your website says that you invented the idea of cricket ticket pre-sales yeah. in hospitality. Yeah. And I thought that can't be true. That is true. <laughs> Not just that, we also invented um, the whole idea of two hours, X amount of, you know, like a set cocktail experience. Before that, you just go into a bar and just order drinks. I, it strikes me that the difficulty with scaling a business like Lollipop is that it is so deeply creative that it's something, you know, it's not like you're selling like a product. Like if you were, if you were selling an app, you could build the app, you could refine the app and then you could leave and the app would continue to sell one of these together, I imagine. So how do you think about that challenge? I mean, massive challenge. You know, hospitality is just not a scalable product. You know, it scales to a certain extent and then it's, it's a safer operation eventually. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, you've got, if you've got a famous bar on King's Road in Chelsea, you know, for the next 20 years, it's okay. It can, it can survive with minimal innovation because, you know, and you're right, some elements of it are, need to be creative, especially the experiential side, the restaurant and the espresso martini bar, not, not as much. Yeah. But, you know, since 2015, there has been a growth of people who are looking at immersive experiences in food and drinks now. Um, so there are people out there who could do that job yeah. now, just to a certain extent. Yeah. So when we are opening a new site, it's the HQ which gets together and plans. So it's the operations and finance and design uh, get together. And then we kind of pick in, pick up talent from all of our sites yeah. um, to make an opening team. Okay, cool. Right. So, you, so you draw on the sites that have existed yeah. and then you go, this, yeah. is, this is the new one. Yeah. And then, you know, they open it, they go back or some of them stay. So as you have more sites, opening new sites becomes easier. Yeah. Um, you know, when you don't have any site, if you want to do a cocktail menu, you don't have a bar. Wow. That wouldn't happen if I had no resources. So as you grow, that becomes easy. The difficulty is managing the day-to-day -day operations and human resource. We're talking about, you know, over 150 employees now. Mm -hmm. You know, that is, that is hard. So we talked a little bit um, at the start about uh, how you start from the, the point of view of a concept. Yeah. Do, you, do you have like an ideation process that you yeah. bring different team members into? I know, it's, this is my job. You just, so, okay, so you come out, fully formed idea, you go... No, it's never fully formed. Ideas, <laughs> even after opening, it's not fully formed. No. It evolves and becomes something, but there is a vision. There is yeah. an idea of... You know, this is what I want to explore. Um, and then we, you know, dig deep into it. I talk to people, I talk to customers. Is there a, uh, is there a whiteboard full of, um, yeah, full of, full of post-its with some ideas on them? Not on posters, but yes, <laughs> somewhere. What a, do you, can you share with us any of the ideas? No. <laughs> is there anything that has been like totally vetoed by an operations person? Oh, always. I don't have an operations person. I run the operations. There's no precedent. That's another problem. Yeah. You know, with all the staff I have, we had a, like a, almost like a lollipop university where we had to teach everyone how to not think like traditional hospitality. Yeah. Because they're all coming from that background. It's what, again, I think technology taught me. When you come and join a startup, never say, this is how we used to do things. Yeah. The whole idea of a startup is that we are going to innovate because you would have to build an operational process from the ground yeah. up every time. Every time. And, and maybe with the fun houses, you have to do that slightly less. Slightly less. But with the experiences... With the experience, it's, it's got to be a lot of work. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. 
Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, I, I, today, for example, after we've got, yesterday we tasted 28 dishes and the food was fascinating, like mind-blowing. Um, and today I have to design plates. So the thing is, I don't want off-the-shelf plates. Yeah. So I have to make plates. So I am looking at, you know, interesting objects and how I can put them together to create this theatrical dining experience. But, so, but you personally are designing the plates yourself. Because mm. that, that strikes me as, you know, you're, you're, you're managing three sites, a team of 150. There's, there's, you're kind of leading the creative direction, soliciting funding, rolling out new sites. Mm. Designing the plates seems like a lot of detail to be going into when you're, when you're the person in charge. Do you, like, at what, at what point do you need somebody else to design your plates, I guess, is, is uh, what I'm asking. I don't think I would ever trust anyone to yeah. design the plates. No. I, don't, I don't think, um, you know, Steve Jobs would have trusted anyone to design the fonts. Uh, perhaps not. I don't think um, Elon Musk does, um, you know, just sits and sees his rockets go up. He, he probably designs the, you know, the sofa or the, or the you know, things which go in the rocket. I think... You know, with with successful entrepreneurs, I think you know there is this need, there's this desire yeah. to to go to the I extreme detail, and then once that system is set up, then you can kind of hand over that design or you know make sure the r lines are not crossed when it comes to design. But yeah, I mean, I I select the cushions. I you know, I mean, down to the doorknobs. I would down to the doorknobs. Yeah, exactly, down to the doorknobs. And that that the doorknobs is the most small detail that well, it's you... not is it it's the first thing you hold when you come into a restaurant <laughs> think about it no I, I no i'm not i'm not disputing you i'm just i'm surprised that there are enough hours in the day right like, i'm just uh, the, the the problem in our world is unfortunately there's just not enough creative people and if you are creative it's a curse and a blessing in a way but mm. it is a curse um, and most of the founders get diluted quite early so they have an idea or they had a pop-up or they had something they go to investors and they'd raise half a million for half of the company. Yeah. So by the time they've opened four or five sites, they've you know further fundraised and they've diluted down to ten percent each as a founder. Sure. So they can't do those kind of things. Yes, because you're a bootstrapped business. We are bootstrapped business. You know, almost hundred percent of the equity. It's, it's it's quite a position of power to be in. And I think the kind of business we are, we just, I just didn't want to take money. We were offered many times. Yeah. Like, you know, how do you explain to an investor we're going to make a naked restaurant? Yeah. And how do they think it's going to work? That was Served With Podcast. And you've been listening to Sebastian Lyle, the founder of Lollipop and hospitality Steve Jobs in the making. This is the first episode where the YouTube video is shorter than the long form podcast. Something will continue in the future. So if you're not subscribed to both the audio and the video platform, you're missing out. Finally, if you hate paper menus and you want an app which is as slick as Apple software, look no further. Storkit CEO Christoph did not take LSD and a California apple farm with Mr. Wozniak, or not as far as I'm aware anyway, but we did spend years working in hospitality and EPOS before launching our mobile ordering system so that we're highly attuned to the needs of our customers. We know that the attention to detail is at the heart of any operations process, and that is where we make our claim to be the best mobile ordering platform in the world. Also, how do you think I'm doing? We've picked up a few regular listeners now, so if you want to send a direct line to me with anything you'd like to hear about, or any comments or feedback, hit me up at adam at We'll be back next week. <laughs>